Hello, it's me, Spartan, doing a podcast for my VHL.com radio, or whatever the thing is called, radio, yeah. Um, It's Monday, honestly feels like a Sunday probably because I had the day off with MLK Day and all. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was a fairly quiet weekend. I was supposed to go back home um, to visit my parents and also do some things back in the area, but I've postponed that to next week and taken a day off because I was a bit sick last week and like for about like a week and a half or so. Uh, just kind of like recovering towards the end here. I figured I'd kind of just take it easy, um, get belligerent, belligerently drunk. Not really. Um, and yeah, just like watch some football, just kind of chill, sleep in a bit, catching on some sleep and, uh, yeah, just try and get ready for the new, thankfully shortened work week and uh yeah i mean just try and be healthy or get get healthy moving forward and all so yeah it's also i haven't done a podcast in a while so figured i'd toss something out for the vhl here instead of just um typing something up it's easier to just sit here and rant or ramble for a little bit and i saw that no wanted more podcasts so here you go here's a podcast a minute 50 of track shit um actual vhl content related we did just have a trade moscow traded ellis wolfenden and uh two season 94 forts from vancouver and moscow over to davos for montgomery burns and a season 93 davos fourth so the general logic behind this trade was um, going into this season, there wasn't really an expectation that Moscow would be competitive. It was more of a situation where we were go- going to see how some of the Sims went to start the season. And then, you know, that, that would kind of tell us where we're at as a team. And obviously, the first set of Sims is always very variable. You never really know what you're going to get. You're going to have some really bad teams lead in the standings. You're going to have some really good teams drop to the bottom. That just kind of is what it is with STHS. But we also felt like we were in a comfortable enough spot with the players that we had on our team and the core that we're running now that if we started well, could we try and maintain that start? Could we find a way to remain a playoff team by the end of the season? So one of the things we noticed is our first line wasn't clicking that well. Um, I say that well when realistically, you know, we have five or six players at or over point per game. I think four of our forwards as well as like Leaf Reingard, all of them above a point like at or above point per game but we're not playing very consistently we're not playing well consistently enough for everyone's liking and and you know that's 
a real testament to the people on this team, the character on this team, and how competitive everyone is. Because we could go into the season expecting that it's you know going to be another step in the development process, but you know when you start tasting wins, you know to, to quote the infamous James Winston, it's a W. I'ma eat it. Everybody wants to win, right? Like we're in these sim leagues. We want to have really good players. We want to win games because that's what drives us inside to keep participating and also gives us some validation that our time is somewhat worth it. So we just weren't the happiest about where our first line was, but we felt really good about our second line. And that was a big thing coming into the season that we felt uh, David Rashford insane, insane um, step forward. Um, actually, let me pull up the stats here. I, I don't think his stats are phenomenal. Yeah, like he's still three points in 12 games, but he's only a minus one. And that second line has honestly been really solid. Like they're barely a negative rating. It's really our first line that's actually really bad um, in terms of a plus minus differential. And we didn't want to, or we as an I, don't want to break up our second line of Rashford, Lewis, Rutu, because I think that they're playing very well. Like Lewis and Rutu are third and fourth on the team scoring both PPG or higher. Um, but Axel Gunner left alone playing against the best of the best every night, matching up against top lines. They are struggling a little bit. Um, so in that sense, we figured we're going to make a little bit of a change. Um, Ellis Wolfenden is kind of also only three points, but a minus five rating. Um, his defense rating was not the best. And we had been fairly aggressively looking for various upgrade options. And Davos obviously wants to keep rebuilding. They're fine to sell off their players for picks and whatnot. So here we have um, Montgomery Burns, um, who, let's see, how has he been doing? He's, he's also a point per game over in um, Davos in, in 10 games, 10 points, 10 games. And he's only a season 89 player. So it, it's a little bit interesting here. Um, you know, he's an inactive user. I think everybody knows about the whole situation with the, with the TPE ban using AI and plagiarizing. Um, funnily enough, another player on Moscow's content. Um, he was a bit upset with the ban. I get it. But then decided to step away from the league. But he had a pretty good player. Like I think Toronto would have definitely kept him had that not happened, and he not just kind of gone AWOL. Um, ended up one of the top inactive signings in in the VHL during the the inactive waivers period, and Davos managed to lay claim to him. Um, realistically, we thought we were going into the season with Thor Reingard as our first line winger. Um, but then, you know, with the Warsaw trade with no wanting his own player and, you know, from my experience, when a GM comes around, not, not like forcing their way out, but at least like when there's, when the thought starts popping up, in my opinion, it's fairly likely that they want out 
and that it's in everyone's best interest to get the GM player where they want. Otherwise, it's going to cause problems for everyone later down the line. And the most recent instance for that, um, at least from personal experience, was Hedges player, AK92 with the hoodie, um, where he was a defenseman for us in Moscow. We, we drafted him, I think it was like season 80. Let me actually see. What was the season? 84. Wow. Long time ago. So we drafted him way back with like Frazier Wallace. Um, and he wanted to be like a top defenseman. Unfortunately, he ended up being a little bit of a second fiddle to him or Voss. You know, it just kind of is what it is. And he started asking out, but we couldn't get to a fair value deal um, where Rico would get AK-92. Such is life. Not every trade is going to resolve. So he went to free agency and then tried to sign with the team that would flip him back to Riga for the lowest price. And that was promptly vetoed because it's against the rules. So that's the kind of complications that happen with GM players that like, you know, if someone wants out, you really want to try and make it happen as long as they're being somewhat reasonable. I, I think for like the most part, GM players going for like, a high first if they're obviously active with like maybe like a semi something pick which i think that second round pick basically was um yeah we got a season 94 second like not even in this big draft class it's a it's a future second so yeah i mean it's just like another addition to um like our asset pool, we ended up getting George Richmond and Adi Dossler, um, Cole and Boom, but that kind of left that hole on our wing. We ended up re-signing Ellis Wolfenden, who uh, had come up from the E after being sent down for a little bit more development. But, um, you know, that's the kind of tough decision that sometimes you have to make, that when the team's generally playing really well and you feel like, you know, um, you can try and pinpoint, it's not fair to say a problem area, but an area that's definitely got the potential to be stronger with the options that were available at the time, especially with uh, a younger player than him and a bit higher TPA. So, um, yeah, so um, like unfortunately, we, we lost a good user. Um, Dex was a good guy. Check out his Twitch. He streams Valorant. I think he does some tournaments and stuff. He he seems pretty good at the game. I don't I don't understand Valorant still, despite trying to play it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the stuff you got to do as a GM, the tough decisions you got to make, and uh, yeah, that's my extra long VHL.com. Goodbye. <laughs>